Crouch. Bind. Set. Joe presents the House of Rugby together with Guinness. Guess who's back? Back again. Yes, we're, we're back. Not, we're not starting to show. friends. No, we're not, we're not yes, starting to Yes, we're back. No, Guess no. who's back. No. Guess who's back. It's quite hard to believe that we've got a second series, in the words of Alan Partridge. I know. We've got a second series we have. It was quite an intense meeting, wasn't it? We didn't have to make anyone smell my cheese, but it was. Oh. Do I get a second series? I've, I've managed to keep on the production company. Well, Castrol GTX <laughs> on the back. You've kept him in. How are you? I'm all right. I missed you, actually. You're I looking have, well. You. I'm all right. I'm all right, actually. Withered? No, I haven't withered. I got. I, I was heavy. Uh, when I finished, because yeah. um, I hadn't played for ages, um, and I then, using my wife's kind of, all her training knowledge and, and nutritional ability, I got down to about 112. Small. And then I had a bit of a um, enjoyable summer. So I was sitting around about 115 at the moment, quite lean, doing different kinds of training, um, finding retirement exciting, bizarre. I've had no rugby in my life, apart from... <laughs> When I kind of... You didn't have very much last year either. No, I didn't. This is a suppressing fact. Well, don't, you know, it needs to be personal sorry, straight away. We've got 44 shows to do. Yeah, yeah, um, but I have, yeah, I have... It's weird. I, I, the only time I feel bad is if I see, like, on Instagram, England, or uh, I speak to lads and I see, like, Saints boys train, I get a little bit, like, melancholy. Like, oh, oh. I'd quite like to do that. Yeah. And then it's out of my mind and I forget all about it. And yeah. then we're like, back, da-da-da-da-da. But then... And then it just, just it's a bit of a roller coaster. You brought along a friend today. I have. I'm very excited. Would you like to introduce your friend to everybody, the nice people at home. So this is the legend, the hero, the man, Tom Wood, um, wilderness wood, um, sort of a house trained caveman slash international rugby player slash unbelievable back row player, teammate, captain, colleague, unbelievable with a bow and a wood chipper. For real? Oh, what is your weapon of choice in the heat of the moment? Uh... A bow at range and then a cookery if you get close. <laughs> really? I'll disembowel Do you possess cookery. both? Yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a cookery from my brother. He went to Nepal and uh, brought it back for me. Is that the Gurkha's knife? Yeah, so I, shot, I got that real sharp and that, if that comes out, I've got to draw blood. So right. that stays that stays sheathed until it's... Uh, until yeah. it's game time. You, you do, so you do know... Yeah, I know that like, you sit back... Sit like, you, you have to understand that... I am, like, perceived on, like, on social media and everything else like that. You're like, oh, man's man, like, lad's lad. I am... A pathetic example of a man yeah, in comparison fair, to fair. Tom Wood. Like, I, I don't think I'm not overplaying. So we are it. looking in a reverse at the three stages of man. Yeah. Almost like the beards. That, that we, I'm fairly tight. Yeah, a little, little bit Viking. Yeah, is that deliberate? Well, he, he's made me look a bit like a devil. He's, t- he's tapered it. I, my barber's unbelievable. He's tapered it because he makes that look all right. And but... yours is beautifully sculpted. <laughs> yeah. that's, and that's, that's has that been done. has that been done with the bones <laughs> of a of a I don't know. A, a slain animal, a slain dragon. I'm, I'm going, going big with the beard this year, I think. So, um, Are you yeah, like I, might, proper... I might put like a bead in it or something. Um, nice, you know, like a proper Viking beard, and I might get this you've, real. You've, t- you've tightened in the sides as well. Yeah, so I might tattoo one side and then braid the back. Right, <laughs> like you don't, you're not sure if he's sitting. Like, no. Pretty much deadly serious. Like <laughs> yeah. it could, this could happen. Like I'll give you an example. Just, we'll come on to some of the, the other things that he that he can do. Now we're talking it up a little bit, but it's like even when he came to grow a beard, he grew a beard about five years ago, and it wasn't just enough to like to grow a beard. It was like he undertook this as a project. It was like <laughs> dyed. It was dyed. It was like measured. It was like waxed and oiled. And yeah, like... it was like it, it basically <laughs> treated better than my <laughs> than like my yeah. It like literally is like looking after antique wood. Yeah, but it's just it's just something nobody can polish. Yeah, someone yeah. can't do one thing. People just want to do one thing and do it well. Like he will literally go into it to the nth degree. Like if you went, oh, can you change a plug? He'll become an electrician, right? Just to change a plug. 
Where does that come from? Um, I just got a bit of an obsessive personality, I think, really. So, like, whatever it comes to, whenever it comes to anything new, I get really frustrated if I can't do anything. So, if I if I can't do it, I just think, well, some other Herbert learned how to do that. Like, you know, you don't have to be. I can and I will. Yeah. So Can I'm just, you, I'm just like, want... well, you know, who changes your plugs? Who does the gas? It's not like Superman, is it? Like, someone just taught them how to do it. So I just get online and YouTube's your friend. Although you've got to be wary that you don't go, you know, take the wrong advice. Yeah. But it's definitely a good starting point. And then um, you know, a few manuals and just have a read, and then just trial and error to start pulling stuff apart till you understand it, and then put it back together. You just know, like that, but you know, I give an example like, like yeah, we're like in camp. Yeah. Most people are boys are resting in the afternoons, like two to four when we're in England camp. Woody would just be sitting upstairs in his room tying knots, <laughs> learning to tie knots, right. just like knot after knot after knot, walking around with this knot, and then you just hear this like, shh, 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 and you'd be like, "What is he doing?" And they'd be like, "Just sharpening things, just teaching." Each other <laughs> I sharpening. forgot I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, used to, I used to bring all my sharpening gear to, to camp and just sit in there. Just, I just brought all the kitchen knives and all my hunting knives and stuff, and then just sit and sharpen them in camp when I was bored in between. <laughs> and when you say all the knives, how big a collection yeah. are we talking? About fifteen, twenty knives or something. You know, like you know, like wow. you know, those garages. You remember, like that. Remember that old uh, Home Improvements and that guy. You remember the TV series Home Improvement with that yeah. guy. I can't remember. And he had his Tim, ga- um, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yes, he's got Tim Allen. Home Improvement. He's got a gap, and it's like everything's on there. Yeah. It's like you, you know the best thing about being a sportsman sometimes is like you'll get a person to like someone sponsor you, so they'll ring you up via Instagram. And go, oh, old message. You go look. We'd like to send you something. Yeah. Right. So someone like still <laughs> contact Wood, and he's like, yeah, I'll have the. The the, the the red tree destroy the you know the, the red tree destroys seventeen thousand. They're like, well, we're just going to give you this one. And it's like a lorry mounted chainsaw <laughs> that takes seventeen people to do it. And he's got one of them. It's like terrifying. Put it to good use. Yeah, I mean, he's exaggerating a little bit there, but I've got some pretty serious chainsaws. Yeah, you have got a mega chainsaw that is longer than me. Well, yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but trees are longer than you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no point having... If I don't measure trees by Haskells, it's not like... Yeah. You know. Only Haskells to a tree. <laughs> we're up and running. Away we go. We are. Series two of House of Rugby. Uh, coming up over the next hour, we're going to talk about your career. Cool. Uh, looking forward to that. Your relationship with Hask. Yep. Good. Uh, we're going to look ahead to England against Wales on Sunday at Twickenham. Are you coming to that one? No. Nope. You're going to do one. We don't know the team yet, do we? We know the squad, but not the team. I've actually okay. put... But is, is it even a 23-man squad, or is it like a... It's a 33-man squad to get ready. Oh, okay. I've actually pulled out of that one today. Why? Because I double-booked myself. Right, I'm going to attending the wedding, so you won't see me at all. I won't be seeing you at all, that's a shame. Um, we're going to analyse some of Eddie Jones' decision-making as he prepares his squad for the World Cup. Uh, a World Cup we're going to be at. Three weeks in Japan. Full steam ahead, Tokyo. Uh, we're going to be doing some live shows. Details on that as we go. Uh, we're also going to be doing some live shows in Tokyo. So if you're heading out to the World Cup, um, come and play with us. Uh, and we're going to have much more information as we move into the autumn as well. Are you ready for this? It kind of feels like the whole thing's gone up a gear a little bit. Like last year, we were sort of muddying about, and now... Um, expectation, yeah. <clears throat> I, I do feel there's a level of expectation. I think um, I'm really enjoying... Obviously, sometimes, you know, it's 50-50 if I come across someone in the street and they recognise me whether they're going to say you're a bellend or whether they're going to be nice and actually I'm getting still people coming up going mate absolutely love House of Rugby yeah. love your podcast and it's such an interesting uh, demographic of of I mean well I say demographic middle class white people really <laughs> but but from varying ages of it coming up ru- rugby to a team <laughs> rugby to, yeah exactly coming up and saying how much they love the, the show so I think series two I'm very excited to see where we go I have one reservation one concern yeah I'm just a bit I mean we didn't talk a lot about rugby in series one yeah but I'm going to have to actually start watching it. 
Don't reckon? I have a little bit. I'm doing something with Opta actually. They've got, I've got this like they've given me so I can watch the games and everything else. So I'm kind of quite keen what, to do that. What are you going to do with that information? Well, I thought we could have some detailed conversations. I mean, I just checked with Tom if he'd seen any of the rugby championship stuff. No, so we're fine. We don't have to worry about that. Do you, do you watch any rugby when you're not doing rugby? Rarely. Um, I think when I first started out, I saw it as kind of my responsibility to be up to date with everything, use it as like a as a tool to grow and learn, watch all the best players, be current on your analysis and watching all the game. Like, that's gone out the window now. Maybe just watching Melon Motors and how to, uh, when, how to build a bridge in an yeah, afternoon. I just, I just get home and just get in the workshop and or under the car and just start pottering and go out shooting and fishing. And well, I've got three kids, so I'm busy with that as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I tend to just find that in order to preserve my enthusiasm for actually training and the stuff I do enjoy, I need to down tools from rugby in between. Do you enjoy rugby more now you've got more going on outside? Mm. Yeah, I do think it's... Um, um, I'm excited to get back to it rather oh, yeah. than, you know, if you, if you have a week off, um, I had just a break in pre-season last week, some family time, some some of my hobbies and stuff like that. But then I'm actually like, right, I'm buzzing to rip back into training now. Whereas if I'd have spent all week like stretching and, you know, doing hands in the garden, I'd have... Infuse them and just go. It's interesting that after one day of them flogging, you just want to go back to that week off again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't lie to the viewers. Like, let's tell them the absolute truth. You go, like, I'm really enthusiastic. Oh my god, we've done a load of conditioning and they've run us into the ground. My body felt worse than it did before I finished the season. Let's wrap this up and go home. Start again. How is it? So, 32? Yep. How has this pre season been relative to. I think when you're in the middle 22. of it, um, in the thicker pre-season, you're always thinking along the lines of, wow, this is the hardest one we've ever done. I reckon this is the most brutal pre-season. They've... But I think you think that every year yeah. and it's just the mindset of being in the thick of it. Um, Do you know how to cut corners now? I mean, can you get away with I've got a level of seniority that means if I can, like, if I, legitimately, like yeah. I've got bad Achilles and things like that. And if I can, I can say to the everyone coaches. Needs, everyone needs one of those. Yeah, yeah. I basically say yeah. to the coaches, line outs this afternoon. Not for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got the luxury as a senior player to do that a little bit now. Like if a, if a new academy kid comes in and says that, it's, you know, pipe down, mate, <laughs> get out of there. Like, you know, and that, that's just the way it, that way it works. But I'm, um, I'm in a position now where I want to lead from the front as a senior player, as someone that's been there and done it. I don't want to be shirking my responsibility. But, you know, if I need to manage something that's going on, I've got that luxury a little bit and the coaches kind of give you that freedom. So yeah. But you had nice. a great season as well last year as well. Yeah. Like you were like, you went from... Um, I mean, you had that little bit of it, like an injury concern with your pelvis thing, and then you kind of got back in, and you absolutely killed it for for a, uh, for a thing as well. So it's like you're coming off a good bit of form. I, well, I th- I think. yeah, I think that injury. Um, whilst I've never taken rugby for granted, and I've always enjoyed it, it's always been important to me, and I've never been like um, I've always I've always really appreciated the position I'm in. Um, but I think that gave me like a, a renewed sense of you know I'm perhaps not long for the game now. Um, what do you reckon? And hopefully, a couple more years. Yeah. I, you know, if I can do that on my terms, have two two more really good years. And Would you do a, a America or a Japan or a? Never say never, but it's not on my mind to do something like that. No, hmm. um, no, I'd, I'd like to. Can't I'd like knife through customs. I was going to say good hunting, shooty fishy. Yeah, but you're America, never going to carry. Like, he, he wouldn't oh, I would go gear. to America, but not necessarily to play rugby. Just to <laughs> <laughs> shoot a bear in yeah. the face or something. Yeah. Um, no, I think um, I think if I could do two more years at the top of my game, still playing a good standard and playing for Saints and professionally and everything else, then I'll bow out gracefully. Hopefully, at the end of that, I can just realistically. I'm not saying that for sure because yeah. if my body's in good shape and I feel great, and um, someone's offering me another deal, then who knows? But you know, yeah. Keep doing it as long as you can. Have you missed? Have you missed preseason? Uh, no. Have you missed rugby? Um, well, I, as I said, I, I kind of 
little bits of it. Like everyone keeps asking me, my friends who aren't rugby players are like, "How's your your relationship with your wife?" And I'm like, "Well, good." And they're like, "Well, you're not giving anyone shit all day long. You're not unloading and performing." Do you like, think that band- is that is, is the elastic <laughs> yeah, band no. tightening a little bit? No, I just think that obviously what would happen is is that I'm like so if Tom and I were together, we'd have a, like we have a conversation, we chat, probably you know we'd have a joke and a laugh, but we wouldn't, I wouldn't be in full performance mode. Walk in the changing room. There's five or six of us. We would be you know throwing things out that would be joining in like trying to avoid gibbo like all this kind of stuff we would like be all over the place yeah but um i don't have that anymore so i've only got i don't have anyone to abuse or like have jokes with or laugh with there's no like thank i'm not standing up at the front chloe is like thank god house of rugby's back i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'm like your sponge that is just going to take the abuse yeah i mean i've just started doing some different trial of training stuff i've been down, back down training at london shoot fighters doing stuff so there's another team ethic and, and obviously they're all quite hardcore fighters so i can see like people having jokes and i want i want to like join in and go yeah, yeah, yeah your shoes are shit mate what? no i didn't say no i didn't sorry <laughs> sorry mr michael venom page i'm sorry 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 so sit down be yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, I'm trying to get that kind of balance right. Um, I, you know, I, I, you know what I mean. It's like it, it is. You're back in the beginners' corner. Yeah, that's what I mean. I it, it. it is. I'm, I, a, I'm sort of in full apprentice mode. But you know, I, I text. We've got a coffee group. So uh, Ben Franks and I have kind of um, had this weird sort of situation where we bonded. Uh, but we couldn't out of be, misery. Out of misery, yeah, negativity. <laughs> so my, our, our mini team last year was called the Negatrons. Um, you know, basically, if it was a transformer, just turn yourself into a canoe or something equally <laughs> miserable. Um, and basically, we teamed up, uh, Ben and I used to go for coffees, kind of really like our training and professionalism and all that kind of stuff. But we couldn't be more, you know, he's not driving around in a, in a tank in, in London. He's, oh. you know, eating venison burgers with Woody and, and lifting weights. But we kind of had coffee clubs. And then we used to, uh, every day we'd be, uh, Woody, myself, Dylan Hartley, Alex Waller would go down to this coffee place in Northampton, Yellow Bourbon, and just sit and have coffee, mo- moan about everything. Yeah, moan Sa- about frothy sappuccino, <laughs> moaning about everything, <laughs> everything, just to just chat and shit yeah. for an hour is a break, and it was like a highlight. And we must have done it. We must have increased profits at this place because we were there every day, and we'd literally be like, "Have a session." We're like, would he coffee? We're like, yeah. And we get into his giant because he couldn't have a normal car. He's got a Unimog, like a Mercedes Unimog, and it's like a giant thing with like winches and stuff. It's next military um, <laughs> 1962. Can you just carrier. pop out to the shops to get the milk? Can that do? It's not my everyday car, but right. it comes out. Yeah, it pretty thing. much comes out. So we like block off the street. So that we would literally just park our cars in the street, and, and people were like, "You can't park here." Be like. Northampton Saints, yeah, don't worry about it. Free pass. Yeah, so so I missed that. So I tried to meet up with the guys and do that. We've kept them in the group. We haven't kicked them off the group yet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That is very generous. It was, because also, you know the rest of the other guys, when they, you've got WhatsApp groups, all the rest of the players write things like, yeah, long emotional things, going to see you, and then they take themselves out of the group. Everyone does it. I just wrote going, I'm I, not fucking leaving. <laughs> I said, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Don't I, worry about I it. I need this in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I literally, unless you throw me out, I'm not going with England. To be fair, most people would have been kicked out. I don't know how you survived. So this way, you've done all right. You still chirping up, or just depends who's admin, I suppose. Not really. Unless we're giving like Jamie Gibson banter for missing another team social because a friend of a friend of a friend of his once went into labour, and that's why he had to excuse. I mean, honestly, the bloke the dude's pulling stuff out of his ass. It's like just turn up, have a pint. Turn up, turn up, drink some water with a slice of lemon. It say you're on the gin and tonics. You know, just people. Like, I know there's a lot of rugby people like missing team socials. It's not clever. It's not fun. It's not big. You're letting your rest of your teammates down. Not acceptable. It's not acceptable at any level. Like I know there's like obviously my team bin juice that we talk about, right? Even bin. I mean, bin juice when it's on the piss time, they come to the front. Even the people who aren't involved, who haven't got one game, they're normally so they're one in the chance way. to show their worth. You can't miss out on a team social. Nobody. Listen, we live in a professional world. You don't have to drink. You don't. Have to, you just got to be there. Yeah. Just smile. Even act drunk. 
Oh god, so steamy would it? You know, give it twenty minutes, then go home. Just can't not turn up. Do you, do you miss him? Does anyone miss him, or is it sort of? Um, we've we've talked about um, getting a kitty together to bring him in on a Monday morning for uh, <laughs> just for morale meetings. Just come in. Sickle a couple of people, knock kneecaps out of a couple of the coaches, and then a little PowerPoint presentation, and then leave. And make um, work yeah. experience or like, like, like a team social secretary, something like that. Some sort of role we're going to invent. I, I think. did try to apply for team manager. There was genuinely, I, 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 four, <laughs> two or three of the coaches, some of the players said, mate, you should. There was a, the vacancy for team manager because Paul Shields is moving to, um, I don't know, uh, up the, just up the ranks. Just up the ranks, right? I wanted to apply, and I was like, "It just never let me do it." I was like, "Listen, I'll, I'll do you two days a week. I'll come in. We'll do a bit of thing. And we'll have a bit of like that." Bits and pieces. How much is in the kitty? Uh, it's quite a bit. We've got, a fi- we've, got, we've, got, we've got an official tax system there. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay tax every month. Um, goes into the pot. I never see where it, where it goes. What it does, I suggested booking husk um, but he's too expensive <laughs> you know we do have a tax system this is the best thing so yeah. this is genuine I'm not even joking here. we've got a tax system yeah. Yeah. I mean academy players, players play half um, it's like Robin so, Hood Prince of Thieves yeah and it all goes into Alex Waller and Dylan's locker and never see it again. Yeah. honestly but, they, but you know what they, they, they raised so much cash last year yeah. I won't put a figure it'll be vulgar but they re- honestly taxing <coughs> five figures oh yeah six figures no no no, 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 no. Christ not that no. high five figures yeah yeah Jeez, you could do some. You could have yes, some fun. I mean, with we all, we all, no, we're <laughs> going to go Vegas. Yeah, we're going to Vegas. And I beat it, but that plug got pulled on that, didn't it? Um, but we had this thing where they literally amassed this money and we're running it with an iron fist. So much so the names would be on the board, like shaming, right? And what happened is people like Cobus, Ryan, and the other guys, they thought that this would never last. Yeah. So what they did is the first two or three weeks, they just thought if they didn't pay, we'd all give up. And like there would be moments where they were like, "You just don't even want it to fucking work. You're not even pulling along with the system." So because of that, everybody coughed up, and it was literally like, "Well, there's a discount for paying up front, wasn't there?" Yeah. So if you if you just came in and went right, there's my twelve months Clever. up front, you get you get you know a couple of months for free. But if you paid it monthly by direct debit, like you had to you had to do it. And on, if you forgot, I really thought this through. Yeah. But it was so. But then if you missed a month, doubled. Yeah, I think you had one warning, then yeah. doubled, and there was people like two or three months in arrears, and yeah. it was like debt collectors come round. De- Boy, Jesus. Jamie Gibson was out with a long arm, check long, with a long, arm of, <laughs> long arm of Courtney Laws comes knocking <laughs> on your locker like, "Where's the money?" Courtney Laws is knocking on the arm. Door, the Where's the cash, bro? Straight in the locker, <laughs> honestly. Mate, but the thing, the thing with that, that, so what actually happened with the high well, five no, figures? Because, you do you know what? Out of any team I've ever been to. Northampton did did the best. I think I talked about it before. Some of the best kind of social stuff. Yeah. So we would have meals out, bits and pieces. But it was just like taken care of. But there was a big discrepancy where there was what one like um, we, we basically had an official kind of team social on a Monday, but they went an unofficial kind of coaches thing and, and all family stuff on a Saturday. And most of the cash got mopped up, but I think it was a few question marks over it, like you know the old Boydie on the old Dom Perignon and stuff like that, like. One for me, tipping on his head, throwing it out because there was a few. One for me, one for them. <laughs> yeah, there was a few question marks. It went, so we got a little bit of it. We had a t- good little tour around London, but um, I mean, Dylan's got a new pair of trainers and a few other bits and pieces. And Sue Waller's got a new workshop because he's into wood by Waller. If you want to follow these two on Instagram, a bit. Is that a partnership? Um, not officially, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, really? we, I mean, we obviously. I've seen some good of your stuff. You do to... like cheese boards, and yeah, well, to be fair, we we don't really have a remit. We just like try anything that comes along. So, someone, I, I basically make something that I want to experiment with. I've seen a YouTube video, I've seen an Instagram post. I'm like, I'll give that a crack and go make a, you know, a three dimensional tumbling block chopping board or something. Yeah, and then I'll post it on Instagram, and then five people will go, "Can you make me one?" And I'll go, "Well, yeah, probably," and end up just making stuff. Or I post like, do a lot of chainsaw milling, which is. 
basically slab furniture and stuff. You make you get a big chunk of oak and you cut the slabs off it and you have like the live edge on it. Yeah. And then you put hairpins or legs on it and make coffee tables. And then someone just message you post it and someone messages you and says So is this now a little business? It's getting there, yeah. Is this what you want to do in two years' time when I don't know if it's going to, you know, pay the bills. I don't know if it's going to be a full-time venture, but maybe it's a combination because I'm a qualified tree surgeon doing all my, you know, chainsaws and tree climbing and all really? that kind of stuff. How does that work with your rugby insurance? Um, I don't generally Just say anything. Disclose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that live yeah. podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry about that. We can um, bleed yeah, that bit out. Yeah, it's funny because um, see- basically, if I cut myself out of a tree and like land on my head, I have to get to the rugby pitch and throw myself <laughs> over the line and go, "Ah, my leg." Do you do, then- you do your tree surgery in your scrum cap <laughs> yeah. just in case? Taped ears and mouth guard in. But do you know what I said to, is, is the best bit is you'll be like, "Woody, you're looking a bit tired today," and they'll just go, "Show me." 75 foot up a tree doing things and you're like logging you know with Ben Frank's tied as his anchor man just like <laughs> and his other mate Paul case. Hill just barely <laughs> he's not allowed to use electric machinery or anything else like in case he accidentally saws his hand off or something else so but he's only allowed to carry the wood so Hilly's like his gopher Woody's up there directing Frank's is on the line so yeah. it's, like, it's like a little it's a proper little industry it's getting there yeah yeah so I don't really know how it's going to look post rugby I don't know you know, whether that's going to be a full-time career. I, I like the fact that it's a hobby. I would like you, the fact that Would you that like to turn mind. it into a full-time career? It'd be nice, yeah. It'd be nice if it got that kind of momentum. And, um, yeah, but to be fair, you get... You get, you get you P&P legit, this. Get the, the legit gets paid to do the proper work, does a proper thing, mills the wood, collects it, makes the furniture, made me a load of coasters, made me a whole DJ setup. He's, uh, he's making tables, chairs, cabinets, and you've got some coasters. Yeah, well, no, I asked him for some yeah, coasters. Oh, you asked for the camera. Right? Yeah, because like they were little aside. No, they didn't just go, shut the fuck up, Pastor. Have you done, a, have you done like a bed and a. No, he did a DJ, a whole DJ table for me. Everything, custom built shelving, holes through everything. Honestly, so, so the best thing is, though, the only problem is, is that obviously rugby kinos, noises, um, you know, obviously love the bits and pieces, but I'm always said, really, you know, because you, you're limited time, you can't make 50 chopping boards, so you're better off making five for, for X amount of money. Yeah. But obviously, also, probably. You should be people- like Da Vinci, who does the original and then just has a workshop of people to make the, um, the copies. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really trust other people to do it, though. Oh, you right. know what I mean? So it's a bit like that. I've got a, it's my baby. Like, I don't want to look. You know, yeah, you're going to have to scale that yeah. if you want to. Do you can't. The problem is that yeah, when, when, when they buy it, they don't want to turn up at the house and meet. The, you're like, bro, I'll send that. I'll come and collect it. <laughs> <laughs> Add another zero for the meet and greet, and suddenly you're. Um... I'll manage that. So How I made you, I made a boardroom table. It was like nearly four. It's like three and a half meters by like a meter and a half. It was massive, and it had like steel brackets because I do just teaching myself welding and stuff as well. So making like the the metal brackets and big uh, industrial like chunky wooden legs and that. I delivered it down to like Dorset with my old man. <laughs> it was well, it was random, but it was yeah. I think it was pretty yeah, well received. Sort of like Action Man, but actually quite good at rugby at the same time. So Action Man Plus. Have you always been into it? Is it like something that has been an interest since you were small? The woodwork thing is, I think, you know, kind of the DIY side of things has been. Um, the, yeah, I've always been into it, yeah. yeah. Shall I tell you the progression? The progression right. is on wood. Because oh, I'm partly responsible for this. Right. You, you like to take credit. I like to take credit. credit, 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 credit for it. Yeah, I'm not Do you want another Guinness? I will have another. Murray. Muzzer. <laughs> Muzzer's back for Series 2. He is. Uh, can't believe all. Tom, would you like another Yes, please. Um, uh, I'm, I'm walking at the minute. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not Get tracking I. my calories or anything. I'm just, Quite just, getting, you're, you're, you're just loading. getting them in. Yeah, you're yeah. loading. Any which way? But so basically, um, nothing credited rugby ability because he's a better player than I am. But it, it's um, so I basically when I got to uh, I, I, we were in a camp together, England. They're going to work it out, and we were staying at a, a hotel, and um, I had brought my rifle in. 
a little tutu because I was bored and I wanted to be best behaviour and chat wasn't you know flying around. So you brought a gun to England training. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put that in your head. Like, well, yeah. a few of the boys used to bring air rifles. Yeah. Steve Thompson and likes and yeah. Crofty maybe. Yeah, yeah. Used yeah. To bring a... So they used to bring air gun and you'd hear sometimes the afternoons like of these like little targets. Boys were getting bored, right? But I brought my tutu in. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go lamping. I'm going to shoot the rabbits on the pitch in the, in the golf course, right? Um, just, this is at Penny Hill Park? No. Uh, just a, just, just a, gener- a generic well-known yeah, gener- hotel. It might be less than 40, 40 minutes out of London. Yeah, yeah a generic five-star hotel up. with spa accessories. <laughs> in and- a fairly built-up area. No, it was not built up. Well, it's, it's, it's not exactly Listen, the outback. Rule number one. Always know your backdrop when you're when you're shooting, right? right? You know, downhill into a bunker with seven rabbits in it, it's absolutely fine. Um, so no, I said so. I I snuck out a couple of times right, with your two two rifle, yeah, on my own, right, yeah. to shoot. And I was shooting. Like, have you gone like camo? Just no, 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 stashed up to the max. Barber, yeah, yeah. Bar- barber and cap, <laughs> yeah, barber and cap. White plus yeah, striding out of Penny Hill in plus four. Right, that's <laughs> right. So anyway, I wait a certain time. Obviously, I'm not a m- moron, um, so I would shoot. Obviously, appropriate you know, trajectories and everything else. But there was a load of rabbits everywhere. So I was, you know, terminating these rabbits on, on, you know, so much so that I was, I come back with like six in each hand. Like it's hard. And I've done a whole, I mean, I apologize if people get offended, but we don't really care. Just checking that the RSPCA. It's a long time ago. I mean, that's what Nazis said as well. You can't (laughs) can't do that. I was just following orders. No. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like that. And um, when we said 44 show, I think, I think we mean two. (laughs) Yes. I'll go down the blaze of glory. Um, but essentially, yes, yeah, so I shot these rabbits and I was taking them out and I said to Woody one evening, I said, listen, would you like to come out? Because, you know, I'd seen him iron up the kind of other guys, the air rifles or whatever, but he didn't have a gun, didn't have a shotgun. I said, I took him out. I gave him the, the, the old lamp. Oh, mate, eyes lit up like I'd never seen it. And I could see him, like, working, asking, how would you get firearms out? How do you do this? <laughs> right, next week turns up with an air gun, right? <laughs> right, he went from air guns... He went from air guns to, to shotguns to rifles to loading his own ammunition to becoming like a highly trained sniper into bow hunting to making his own bows into into woodwork into tree surgery into welding into car manufacturer <laughs> manufacturing into furniture manufacturing all off the back of just that one shooting experience and it's basically it's a lot of credit to take. Can, can you validate that? Well, it's a lot of credit to take for me wandering around the back <laughs> yeah. pitch for. Uh, did it start? It, it, it's it's like it was like the blue the thing that lit the blue touch paper. It wasn't saying. I'm not saying it was just a little catalyst which created the monster of the, the, the wildest yeah. man who now can do the anything. Beat of the butterfly's yeah. wing. Yeah, and it was like a progression. What were you doing with six rabbits a night in your in your hotel? Room? Oh, well, stew, stew. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would I would take them home in between sessions and give, and give the stuff to my dog and take the breasts out of them and eat them. Obviously not in rabbit camp. breasts. We give, yeah, rabbit breasts. Um, give them to a uh, rabbit breast. <laughs> no, not breast. Whatever. What did you eat with a rabbit on the... on the, on the Saddle, the... bat legs and that. Yeah, that's it. Whatever I was eating of it. Um, with them in a blender with a fur. And, um, and uh, the problem is I, I was also leaving them out the back for the foxes because then the ultimate goal was then to shoot the foxes. Right. But essentially... I just gave a buffet to a fox. So, right. I mean, there was about 17 of them. And the fox was the same size as a minibus by the time I finished because it was it. So we never kind of got that far. And then, obviously, it kind of dawned on me that it probably wasn't a good idea anymore and we just all left it, left it where it was. You are watching and listening to House of Rugby that is well and truly back for Series 2, brought to you by Joe, together with our very good friends at Guinness. I suppose the one credit we have done is that we're 15 minutes in and we're into Guinness 2. Yeah, we mentioned Nazis. Muzzers is shuffling. Welcome back to the Muzzers, Tron, everybody. Did you summer well, Muzzer? Have you said hello to Murray? 
Yeah, we're here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll to, to everybody. Just trying to ascertain. I thought I did eat that stuff off the back of a, a, a rabbit. I thought you do take the fillets out or what? Well, Thank you, Murray. Skin it made as improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it. I just cut. It's them. just not the same as like a pigeon or. A, no, or a no, no, no. But they're tiny, aren't they? But you still you, you still cook them with a bit of protein or something. Like give them to the dog. Eat himself, maybe. Do you want you landing it? You landing it? Oh, between the harp and the guinness. Is this a thing? Is it? I thought. No, overcooked it. Oh, not bad, Tom. You had a, you had a very wobbly start between oh, the hype and the Guinness. Yeah. Drink responsibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank. How far I've missed this. I know it's nice. Isn't I it? don't drink a lot of Guinness in the summer. I, it, do you know what? I'm, I'm more not, of a rosé man. It, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I yeah. tell you what, lads. Oh no. Oh no. The angle wasn't right. But you know, you know, it's the, not bad. It's not bad effort. Since doing the show, I can't, all, 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 all I ever ordered is Guinness. Oh, now. sorry. Thanks very much indeed. I mean, as precision goes. You have done it right, actually. I think the table's a bit I'm wonky. Actually, I'm actually going to take it. Just going to turn that round. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, the game is to land it between the harp and the Guinness. In and one zip. Bisected. I've actually been done. I've, I've, I've been drinking right hand, didn't EG. Um, <laughs> should we talk rugby or yeah, should we fine. keep going on? No, 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 no I'm good. <laughs> when did you two first meet? Um, how, old you, how old are you? Are you 33 yet? Did I, did I get banned or did you get banned? Oh, that's a good start. <laughs> well, we had a... Um, First time we played together and met and was in the same team was England, um, yeah, 2011. Mm. But um, we had a little scrap Worcester versus Wasps, not scrap, but like I've charged into a rook and hit somebody and has taken exception and come in. And what happened? You got banned for a week, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that was so what happened. Was do you remember um, Phil Vickery was basically. Someone was doing Vickery, and I don't know whether you belt. I don't. I didn't. Even, I never even remember that it was you doing that. This is the first time I've even linked the two up. All I remember was Phil Vickery was getting filled in by someone, and I, I was standing next to the referee. And I went to the referee, and went ref, and then I steamed in and it Vic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, and well, then you've piled on me. Yeah, then. I piled on him, and they banned me for like leading with a flying headbutt into ruck. And they went in the in the, the bit on the sighting. Basically, bit, they went, Vicks was cheating, <laughs> right? On his Vicks own is line, the cornerstone of all on of his loan. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> can't remember who it was from a Worcester player. It was in there tussling. I don't know if a punch was thrown. It was back in the days where you probably could get away with a bit of a punch. Yeah. Um, and so then I've reacted and I've gone flying in. And then I think Hask was like a second or third defender and he's gone piling in as well. And then it resulted in you getting banned. And that, that was my first, like, this Hask was a knobhead, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people have has thought that, that. Has that viewpoint changed at any point? Or, uh, um, what did it take for that I'll tell you what, like, you what, what, like, I think... Like we've already established, like you, you'd think that we're like polar opposites in a lot of ways. Like his social media, his bravado, and all the kind of chat. You'd think, like, I honestly thought there's no way I'm going to warm to this guy. Like, I, I honestly went in when we first got into England camp, and I knew he'd, like likes of him would be in the squad. I was like, I'm basically on my guard here. If he flinches, I'm going to hit him. <laughs> like, I literally walked in with that attitude. Like, I was ready to fight him if he was going to fucking look at me wrong. Um, <laughs> But I just find it hilarious. I'm I think to get ever so slightly scared, just in case. <laughs> yeah, but we that, actually... that, like, it might be a bit extreme, but that's like that's kind of my mindset. I'm like, like he's he's all just chat and nonsense. <laughs> so and noisy. He's gonna say something, and it's gonna piss me off, and I'm just gonna have to whack him, shut him up early. Um, and that that was kind of my approach. But then I got there, and like he couldn't have been more supportive in terms of like playing. We were on the flank together, made our de- my debut alongside him uh, away in Wales, which is a pretty hostile. Yeah. 
you know, pretty big theatre to go into for your England debut on the opening night of Six Nations and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, it was just an awesome kind of tag team on the back row that I like really appreciated. And um, and now I just I find him hilarious. Like, it's, I was so excited when he came to Northampton. I was like, we're going to have so much fun. Um, just because he just like brings so much energy to the team. I love just sitting back. I don't even get involved most of the time. I just sit back and just watch him going at it with another player or a coach or whatever. Um, it's just it's absolute comedy. And then obviously we've got some things in, in, in common with like the bit of the shooting and other things um, off the pitch as well yeah. being miserable <laughs> yeah going for coffees being miserable <laughs> have um, you ever had and like- I've actually come to respect you know, like the, the side of it that I didn't think I, I liked or would respect is like the social media stuff it's a lot of work like and now I now I kind of res- really respect how much it, it takes to be that kind of like belligerent with it and just go and go and go and keep posting clips and shit. Yeah, I'm like, um, like because because we talked about like my Instagram profile and stuff. It's that's effort to me to like because I love doing the work. I love doing the woodwork, but to stop and take pictures or videos or capture content and talk about it, I'm like that's just distracting from the stuff I'm doing. I want to do the stuff. Yeah, don't want to do the media. and it's hard work and it's effort and just like even writing a caption for an Instagram post it drains me I'm like oh I can't be arsed with this and trying to think of hashtags and come up like make things current whereas like obviously he's got that down to an absolute T and it's just a natural with it and like but also I've, like in England camp he'd go back to his room and you, you'd think it was all like he was like that 24-7 yeah um, like the way he is when he's on performing mode in the team room but then he goes back to his room and he's like proper head down laptop like making making businesses and stuff happen like and, and social media content yeah. and stuff and uh, I'm like I can't, I, can't, I can't keep up with that I don't have that so yeah. something to respect in there I think you know what I think? That's quite yeah, that's a really nice. That's very nice. We haven't had any of those in the 31 shows you know we've done I don't so far. Know, I, when people are really nice to me, I don't know, I don't know how to deal with it. Crumble. I know, I don't know how to deal with it. But I said, um, you know, so like, Tom's in it, like, initial reaction. Like, I've had that all, all the time, especially with the England camp where you see the different characters. Like, first time I met Joe Marler, he had, he had like, red-dyed hair and Johnny Hogg tattooed inside of his head. Yeah. First time I met Ellis Genge, you know, Jordan Crane, all these kind of, I could see them all like body language like oh I've heard about him I've seen him do this I know he's like that well, I've played against him he's going to be a dickhead and I just think if the good thing about rugby is it attracts not good people and if you're hard like Tom is unbelievably hard working really you know great great player yeah. lovely guy we we got on like so, so, you know, the first training session I'm, I'm always very honest as well like I think if I think if you do stuff good you should be told that you're a good player like I'm not one of these people like you, you don't you wouldn't compliment you know, I remember his, one of his first training sessions in the middle of a, a, a middle of a ruck he did his kind of trademark picked the ball up fucking just ran straight through the middle of the ruck high knees gassed someone and scored in the corner and everyone was like fucking hell who's who's that and like you know it was it's a big deal in the middle of you know first kind of training session to sort of do that and you know people had said um you know, uh, Tom and, and Crofty were quite similar. Yeah. And I was actually like, no, they're completely, like he, you know, Crofty was kind of obviously unbelievable player and, and, and stuff, but what he was like hard nose, like, you know, because you're quite tall, he wasn't tall and wasn't always, there wasn't like a massive unit. Obviously he's a big guy, but just had that real physical edge and would never shy away from it. Yeah. So playing the back row, it was really nice. We kind of had a really nice balance together and we actually got to, we, we we lost that Six Nations game, but we kind of as a back row partnership, you know, we kind of bonded through through that. You know, when you get in two thousand eleven, yeah, two thousand eleven. Yeah. We go, you know, we went all the way. And there was a couple of injuries. Like I got in. That's what I, mean. I was. You I was had fortunate. A hell of a season that year. Didn't well, you? I was really fortunate because like, their their um, their injuries left the door open for me. Like so Lewis Moody and Tom Croft um, were recovering from injuries that year. 
Um, so I got the call up. I remember going to the Portugal camp in Browns and being like, oh, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to be around some like some big names here. Yeah. Great chance to just, you know, show Mark, like some Martin Johnson uh, what I'm about and, and make a good impression. But I didn't think for a second I was going to be in the team. Yeah. Really. I thought I'd be fighting perhaps for a 23rd man or a bench spot. I'd, I'd love to get some involvement, maybe Italy game, I'll get a run out or something. Jono walks up to me on the first day and says, um, starting on... Uh, so this, two, sorry, this is the... This is your first involvement with England? Pretty much, yeah. And he, yeah, I think, I've, I've, like, no, I think I'd been in a... You've done the camp, had you before? I'd, yeah. I'd been in the autumn series, in and out the camp, doing a bit of training. But you were still pretty wide-eyed, yeah. bushy-tailed. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, been, I'd been in the... When, in, during the autumn series, I hadn't played a minute of rugby, but I'd been in and out the camp a couple of yeah. times. Just, um, Yeah, and then I, I turned up for that, that Six Nations camp in Browns, where they do the first uh, warm weather training in the rain. Um yeah, and he like first gym session, he just pulls me aside, shakes my hand, and just says, "Mate, you're starting. Just get your head around it. You've got two weeks to to get comfortable with that." Um, and obviously, Hass was on the back row, and having the likes of him and Nick Easter and that alongside you with experience to. You know, me and Minty, wasn't it? Yeah. I want to ask you about England. Lots of other things I want to ask you about, but very quickly, we um, that's a real shame actually. We're going to trail the um, Carl Frampton TKO. Podcast. Yeah, nightmare, that, isn't it? Um, I want to pick up, obviously, Tom, on, on your career in just a moment or two, but um, you're obviously watching House of Rugby, brought to you by Joe Together, our very good friends at Guinness, back for Series 2, who'd have believed it? Alex Payne alongside James Haskell and Tom Wood. Still to come, we are going to talk about um, Tom's England career, we're going to talk about the England-Wales clash on Sunday, but first of all, as you've just mentioned, the TKO boys uh, headed out to Philadelphia this week. We thought, they thought, we all hoped that they'd be building up to Carl Frampton's fight this weekend, but extraordinarily... Um, Paul Carl suffered a freak accident yesterday to his hand, which means the fight has had to be called off. As you can imagine, he is absolutely devastated. Have a listen to this. I just feel like a weight. I've been away from my kids and summer holidays. They've been off school. Mm-hmm. I've been away. Um, I just feel like an absolute waste, man. An absolute waste. And money down the drain. Probably got to 30k in a training camp. Um, but out here in Philly, we're three in a bit weeks now, um, and nothing, nothing to show for it. The plan was to have this fight and fight for a world title. Yeah. So, the plan is now, still, to fight for a world title. This fight has not happened. It hasn't happened for whatever reason. I'm not getting any younger. No. I don't want to be sitting around waiting here. I just want to. I want to. I want to. Want to be involved in big fights. I want to go straight back and get big, a big title. Um, Carl, obviously, I mean, from all of us, we hope you recover incredibly quickly. I know, just to paraphrase, sitting in the hotel lobby, having a coffee, someone knocks over a whopping great ornament, falls on the poor man's hand. It's broken two bands, uh, bones in his hand just a couple of hours after completing the final training session of a 10-week training camp. Mm. The big comeback. I mean, it's just utterly extraordinary. I mean, rugby players are no strangers to injury, but... Who was the one? Who was the yeah, I mean, It does one? sound like a similar excuse that I would concoct. Somebody was pulled out of a game having dropped aftershave on his foot. Who was that? That was a footballer. No, there was Louis, well, there was Lewis Moody, who the doctor at the time um, said he was going to give him a, an injection of anaesthetic in his uh, or something in his ankle, and he gave him the wrong thing, and he switched his whole ankle off, and he couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> use that. There was a time the England doctor asked for paracetamol, he gave me sleeping pills, and I was like. I don't think I should be taking these doctors. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's like, put your eyes back in. Right. Around the wrong way. Um, no, that is unbelievably unlucky. For that is unbelievably though. unlucky. It's almost like it was one of the most biggest made-up stories I've ever heard in my entire yeah. life. But well, that, next time I've got a problem, I'm going to call Carl up for, for some sort of excuse. Obviously, I know it's true, but I believe you, but... Yeah. <laughs> Have you had any, what's the weirdest injury you've had? 
weirdest. Thank God, it's not a chainsaw accident. Uh, no, I've had, a, I've, I've, had <laughs> yes. new, I've had numerous injuries. You have had a chainsaw. Not, not chainsaw. Um, no, not chainsaw. But I've had accidents in the workshop and stuff. Yeah. Um, what was the time that the thing went into your hand? Uh, was it you, uh, something flicked off or, or like? Yeah. So I ripped the um, fingerprint off my index finger here. Um, I was using like a chop saw, just a woodworking yeah. chop saw, and the piece of wood had a really funny angle on it, and it's incredibly hard, like dense wood. So it's it's got a really sharp edge on it. It's like a knife, basically. Yeah. And the chop saw, I made a mistake. I should have had it um, rested against the fence in a certain orientation, and I got that orientation wrong, which allowed the saw to grab it and flip it. So the saw grabbed it, flipped it over, and jammed my finger against the fence of the saw. So the saw blade hasn't touched me or anything. It's just the wood itself has yeah. flipped, and it's gripped my fingerprint and just ripped it against the fence and torn it off. And it is the most. I've had some horrible injuries with rugby, but that is the most painful thing I've ever. Really, done. I think it's because of all the nerve endings and stuff in the end of your finger. It just ripped the, the flesh like clean off my pad of my finger, and um, I, I just like makeshift like dressed it. I just like I've seen it. I've got crap. Just grabbed it, squeezed it, wrapped as much tape and just bandaging that round it as I could. Gone into the club the next day and gone, hey, you know. Oh. Um, don't know what to do about this one. No, tell them the truth. You went into the club, bound it up, did a rucking ruck, uh, mall <laughs> session. Went ah <laughs> ah, you pulled my finger off in the mall, and they've gone and treated it. And, he's, and they've gone, no, that I doesn't had, look like what would happen in a mall, Woody. I've, I've had to fess up and basically say, did like, you try? You try? You no, tried no, to yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. blagging that. But I like I've phoned the doc and just gone, you know, I've fucked up. Um, I need I need some help. I don't really know what to do about it. Um, but I dress it, you know, the next day when, like, you've dressed it, like, makeshift, we've just, and I've got to peel this stuff out of, like, this open, like, like, there's just no fingerprint there whatsoever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did have to play with it. So, like, I had to train and play with it the next day. Because you can't um, be- So I, I trained, it was, I think it was just, like, captain's run the next day, and then in the game on Saturday, and I've just, like, injected in the web in my finger to try and make it numb. And uh, put like a weird splint thing over it. Just yeah, just played, and it was just horrible. But when you've hurt, when you've hurt yourself away from the club, it's not like you can, if you hurt yourself on the pitch, you can always say, you, you know, you, you've got to look after me now. But when you hurt yourself away from the club, you just got to go. This is on, this one's on me. The new episode of TKO we should mention is going to be out very soon. That's on Wednesday morning. We've also got a new show launching called Liquid Football. Uh huh. Uh, with the wonderful Kelly Cates, an absolute superstar in the football world, and she's going to take you inside the dressing room with some of the biggest names in the game. You can subscribe now, apparently, via iTunes and YouTube if the Ramble game is your thing. Just going, yeah. Sounds wicked. Um, Don't forget to sign up to the Facebook group as well. There are thousands upon thousands of you on there right now, and it's going to be one of the places, I'm very excited to read this bit out, one of the places where you can purchase our range of House mm. of Rugby merchandise, which is going to be available very shortly. Are you pleased with your designs? What, yeah, what, what's in it? Well, we, well we've we got some T-shirts yet. at we, the moment we got, and a few other bits and you pieces. Want wife, you want um, some vests? Yeah, yeah some vests. Do we'll, guests automatically get one? Or? What do you mean we should? Yeah, we, yeah, we do will do. Do you remember Soccer AM used to give out balls on your hat-trick appearance? Yeah. So we should have, like, T-shirts yeah, saying, we I, have, I have survived House of Rugby. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we have to come up. We have to get a quote from Woody's video. We'll do him a T-shirt for that thing, like for the week period. I don't know how yes. they can turn it round, but we'll have a limited edition, limited spoke. edition one of like we'll do thirty of a Tom Wood one. Like I saw my finger off or something yeah. like that, and like yeah. a finger with a bit of blood and him looking. Do you know what I genuinely can't wait is to see your face on a what are they called vest vest at a Premiership game. Oh, hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, uh, that would be mega. That just is, the wing going, I'm a serious operator. Yeah, it? yeah. that is the thing. Never microwave really more marinara. 
Wait, you know Joe Miles still doesn't understand that. He still doesn't get it. Like at the time, it's like I was like talking about. Like he doesn't understand yeah. what you've just said. Microwave muscle. I've never. I've have you never seen, heard have of you seen Joe's muscles? now? Because we, we've put him on the pedestal. I know. Now. He's I now. Know. He's I now. Like, they're so late to the party. Oh, he's over everything on the, uh, the RFU yeah. social media. Yeah. It's like they've gone. Who are we going to get? Just wheel out Joe again. <laughs> he's very good at it. He yeah. is very good. Yeah. Um, and he will be back with us actually later in the series. Um, England. Yep. Did, did were you a pet, a pet of Jono's? I don't know what that means. Do, yeah, you, do. <laughs> <laughs> you used to call me like, a brief, like you, know, you were known as Coventry yeah. Tom, weren't you? Uh, I think you're making some stuff up. Yeah, you might have mixed some stories. I was called Cov Chav at Saints for a while. Oh, okay. Um, That stuck with a couple of players. That's long gone now. Right, Robin Wood. We called him. Good. I see we've done there. Hask used to call me like Wonson or Yonson because (laughs) Wonson. Well, well, because like inevitably, whenever a new back row player, like a tall geezer, comes in, a second row player comes in, like they're immediately compared to the next Martin Johnson. So I think like a Daily Mail article or something was like. Is Wood the next Johnson kind of figure? Yeah. And Hask's like latched onto that at breakfast straight away, and all of a sudden, a Wonson or Johnson or the Wonsler. Yeah. Wonsler I was for a while. Were you ever like a Waskell? No, no, just- no, never. He was ne- Honestly, John, I would have had that. Like, he would have called up and gone, remove that on any association <laughs> with that bloke. He would, he would have been very upset. There were actually only good people who were good in the lineup were associated. But were you not, were you not, did you not have his ear? Was he not quite. He was a big fan, wasn't he? I wouldn't he? say I had his ear because, like, I was fairly new on the scene and Jono was obviously Jono so like, I, I just remember him being giving a huge amount of kudos credit excitement around well, actually Jono oh. doesn't do excitement but no no I think he was he was, always, he, he was always, though, do you know what I mean like, yeah. he's always like he's obviously straight talking and stuff yeah. didn't mince his words and that but whenever he asked on me I think he was always pretty complimentary and um, yeah I had um I, you I, went very well under him. Yeah, I I've really enjoyed my time and put along that. Can I tell you what? Can I tell you one story? Because I've, I've, I've talked about it. Where's he going? Where's he going with it? So Watson, right? So we were uh, obviously we had, we had a, t- a team meeting once and we were playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time <laughs> he's let himself down. It's the only time he's let himself down is that we had a meeting. Right, it was a forwards meeting. Right, it was Graham Roundtree's in there. Um, oh, there uh, John Wells in there, and we're playing against France. And he went. He went. Wells went. Right, everyone. Okay. Right. How are we going to get Pooh Pooh off the ball, right? Because there's a bloke called Jean Baptiste Pooks or something, but he's like Pooh. He's like, right, how are you going to get Pooh off the ball, the back of the lineup? So we're all looking around, right? We're looking around, and he's thinking, it's like, it's like, it's like, a, month, it's like a Tuesday morning. So what happened on a Tuesday morning? We'd have a Nors off forwards meeting, right? Bored to death about front row scrum stuff. Out, full contact Nors off. They'd start with mall touch, which is the <laughs> worst game everywhere. Like, to, to say hello to Wellesley Wiggy, you'd be like, good marling, good marling, right? All aboard the scrum bus, they, dro- driven by Davy Wilson, right? <laughs> <laughs> the horrific bus conductor. So, so, so what most of these meetings were, right? These so, were good days to be These were yeah. good days. So we would sit around there and Wells would be like, right, we're playing France this weekend, you know, we're excited, you know, we need to get into the dark areas, head under there, you know, working in the low areas. Six inches lower than everybody <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> do what you do, but six inches lower. He's like, right, you know, how are we going to get poo off the ball? So we're all looking at that laughing a bit. And, and uh, honestly, Woody's like, been in camp a little while, and this is his big moment. And he just went... I'll tell you what I'll do, Wellesley. You know, we'll just fucking, you know, we'll break his fingers and we'll, you know, rip his balls off, right? <laughs> and and I'm, honestly like like I'm honestly like this. <laughs> Little bit of poetic. I'm literally there, looking but... at him. I'm literally looking at him, right? And Wellesley goes, 
That, that is the best answer I've ever had. Tom Wood, that's exactly what we're going to go and do. Let's go outside, right? And, and honestly, 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 I literally looked at him and I was like, you fucking idiot. Do not fuel the madman. You just, and honestly, Wellesley's warm-up game was one of us would hold a rugby ball and four other lads would have to get the ball off him, right? And if it didn't work, Wells would be like, just break your fingers. You're like, Wellesley, it's a warm-up. Off your own team, right? So honestly, I looked at Woody. Everyone just stopped as we walked out. Like Woody, don't ever. It's like, it's like. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But honestly, Wellesley like skipped out because you're not Leicester Norses. They loved it. Like violence, punching each other in the face like a Leicester warm up. So that was the one time he let himself down. He knew afterwards. He was like, I'm sorry. I just got in the heat at the moment. Like you know, I was like, you're never going to rip anyone's balls off. You're yeah. never going to break anyone's arms because you fucking get sighted. You're mad. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Wellesley loved it. What a man. That that Johnson era is so defined by 2011 and the um, the stag doing Queenstown. <laughs> did you did you have some amazingly good times? Honestly, I under, think if any other team had have been like trolled the way we were, like it would have been ten times worse. Like we, I, I don't want to just act like we we were victims of something. We were in Queenstown and boys were having a good time. Um, but I've heard like crazy stories about other teams like that were yeah. way worse. Um, and obviously, when you're not successful, if we'd have gone on to win the World Cup, then no one would have cared, would they? Yeah. We could have all just stuck our fingers up, laughed, and you know, and that's how we get. That's how we do business. But because because we were perhaps not as successful as we hoped to be, um, you know, it's an easy it's an easy out for everybody. Then, what, what were your best days in an England jersey? What 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 will you reminisce on in 25 years' time? New Zealand game. I love my debut. Um, was that the Ashton, Ashton score, didn't he? 2011. No, he got man in the match against New Zealand when we beat him, didn't he? Yes. Oh, no, I was thinking of the Wales game as oh, well. Yeah, Ashton um, man the, of the match against New Zealand. 12? No, the Wales, the Wales game was away in Cardiff as my as my debut in Six Nations. Uh, I think Toby Flood got man of the match. Um, yeah. That was the one where Gatlin questioned Dylan. Yes, he said in the pre-match. Yeah, in the he said, I think he's yeah. volatile. Yeah, in the build-up, and he played really That's right, well. Good memory. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously that was just an incredible. I'd never played in an atmosphere like that before. That was just with the roof on and the, the high wall stadium, and just it, it falling, you know, driving the bus down, and people are hurling abuse and like smacking the bus and everything. And else. What is it like as someone? It's wicked! I love what, it. But, but if, <laughs> it's I imagine like that full is siege such mentality. a leap. That must be such a leap from anything else you'd experienced. I yeah, mean, did you? I mean, Step into it and think, oh, I belong here. Or was there a bit of what? The no, hundred percent. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Did you um, really? I, I, I suppose like some people get nervous. I've never. I struggled with nerves in like an under 18s trial game once, and I don't know what it was, but um, I got like kind of sleepless about it. But then since then, I've never never really struggled with nerves in, in games. Um, and that game, I just I did feel ready because I guess the way the team kind of took me in, the way I like trained and prepared. Um, I just I just felt ready to play, and I just I think I actually played better in that game than I'd been playing recently for my club. I just enjoyed it. it yeah, just, I remember being in uh, as we're singing the anthem. Sort of, some people are teary, some people are worked up and emotional. I remember actually having a look around the crowd and like taking a proper look up the stand and being like, "Wow, like how amazing is this? Like to be here and trying to find my mum and dad in the crowd and stuff, like not knowing where they might be sat." And obviously, it's pretty impossible in a stadium like that. But yeah. I remember being conscious of those things and just being like. You normally look up in that stadium, don't you? Get to the one. You're looking for your family, then you sort of get to all the the Welsh partners, the female birds. Like, <laughs> don't really move anywhere else apart from there. All tanned to maximum. Like, Obviously, single days, not yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, not I'm, now. You know, no, now, no. now I'm like ah, yeah. 
Yeah, blinking. Literally blinking. There's la- laser in Chloe's eyes. But you normally yeah. look up and go, oh, hello. Um, <laughs> New Zealand 2012. Yeah, I mean, you were a man possessed that day. Early charge down. What do you remember from... Um... I just I remember in the build-up, um, everybody talking about New Zealand as if they're invincible. And I just remember it really getting my back up and just being like... I, I, maybe it was the familiarity from <clears throat> spending some time out there. Um, I don't know. But I just had this kind of... We're showing them way too much respect. Obviously, a quality team. We don't have to talk about how good they are. Mm. Um, you know, the respect is, it goes without saying. But at the same time, like, you know, it's 15 blokes out on a pitch. And I just, I did, didn't get um, how we we voluntarily spoke, taught them up in, in such a way that we were handicapping ourselves before we started. Yeah. And for some reason, like, I just, you know, there's a couple of rallying cries kind of in the in the media and there was kind of an inner belief. I, I never, I thought we'd win that game. I, mm. I genuinely went into that game thinking we'd win it. And, and you know, maybe a few of us did and it rubbed off enough that, that it was one of those occasions where we got the job done. The best bit about it was how we went out. We shot ahead to like 15 nil or whatever it was. They came right back into it. Mm. It was seventeen nil, and then they kept or seventeen three. They came fourteen. They came right time. back yeah. into it, um, and it was like, oh, good try, England. Like you know, I've watched so many games of New yeah. Zealand where a team comes flying out the blocks, really puts it on them, and you're like, oh, they might do it here, but then the inevitable happens, and New Zealand get a foothold, and then they blow you away for the last twenty minutes. It ends up being like forty points to fifteen, yeah. and you're like, well, yeah, good try. Yeah. Um, but it, like to come back again and win it. Um, I, w- I was lucky enough to be named man of the match, but there's some unbelievable performances on the day. I remember Brad Barrett was absolutely awesome. Manu was on fire. Um, you know, likes of Ashton and likes uh, Ben Young. Like, all those guys were Tom Young's. Yeah, you know, tough as nails on that day. And uh, Rob Shaw and, and yeah, it was just um, it was a team performance when it just came together on the day. And to, it felt like we won it twice with that comeback, and then you know to, to steady the ship and go again. Yeah, it, it was. It, I, I got the app. Absolute respect for like Sir Richie McCaw, and you know they were heroes of mine growing up. Like watching Richie McCaw, I remember watching him playing like Canterbury Crusaders and stuff as a kid. And uh, I watched more of like the Super Rugby stuff than I perhaps did of um, English Premiership stuff because there wasn't really a facility to watch it. Yeah. Um, but the Super Super Rugby was on telly when I was a kid, and I'd get up early on Saturday morning and watch those games. And I did, Richie McCaw was like an idol of mine, and Kieran Reid in that playing. Um, but to see the look in their eyes and that when they realised that they weren't going to win. Yeah. Uh, or that they were like under massive pressure and it was going against them. I just remember being on the flank with the biggest smile on my face, thinking, "I've got, we've got them, we've yeah. got them." And you know, they've, they've beaten us numerous times since. So it's not like it was just our day. It was just one of those days where it came together. Talking of saying it as you see it, the Dave Ward Twitter <laughs> start. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. Like, I, I've got nothing against Dave. I've got no grudge or anything. Dave's a great player. Like, I've played against him numerous times. He's obviously got his skill set. Can you just that. elaborate on the story for those who potentially? Um... So, so I'll start at the start because most people probably won't know. But we had a little run in in New Zealand, so there's a little bit of history there. Um, well, on what, on tour in New Zealand, t- 2014. Ah. Um, I, I don't want to go into the whole detail of that because. Um, I, Training I, ground, hotel. No, no, no. It was, out, Team it, it was, it, it was <laughs> literally. Dinner. It was literally last night of um, one of well, the last week. Sorry, of our season. So we were playing the third test. Yeah. And by this stage, you knew who was in the team and who wasn't. And we we're out for dinner midweek. And the non twenty three, it was the end of their season. So they were going to go and have a beer. They were going to go to dinner, and then they were going to carry on. And they were already charging fairly hard. But the twenty three, stampede. I was eating the bin juice, but there? yeah, of course Good I was. Boy. Yeah. Good the the, the twenty three players that were going to take the field had one massive test against the All Blacks to play. Um, and we'd come really close to beating them day one. Yeah. We'd 
not done a bad job out in Forsyth Bad uh, week two, and um, and it, we'd lost a series, but there was there was some pride at stake. Um, so it's still a massive game. Like yeah. you, you know, we're not we're not winding down, and the twenty three were were still prepping for that. Although, albeit we'd been out for a nice meal midweek. The likes of Dave Ward were, were finished for the season, and they were getting a bit mouthy, and they were saying a bit a bit too much for my liking, and they were starting to abuse the twenty three for leaving and heading home. Um, to get a good night's sleep so we can ready for the game. And he said he he piped up to a couple of players on their way out, and I'm talking like 50 cappers like, like Ben Youngs and people like Jeff Parlin, senior players within the team. And he was just running his mouth a little bit too much, and I called him out and basically said, look, if you've got an issue, get up and get outside, we'll sort it. And I've never seen anyone fold and melt so quickly. Like, you'll attest to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was like under the table. He wouldn't lift his head, wouldn't look at me. Um it was one of those moments where it's like he's walked Fair out. Fair dudes, the no, chainsaw's no, no, like no, revving like, in the it's, like, it's one of those things that you don't, you know, like I said, straight talker, we had a conversation, someone's throwing some shit around, right? And he's gone, I don't like what you said. You want to sh- shut the fuck come outside, right? So my, my, if someone offers you out, even if you know you get filled in, you've got to go. <laughs> I love all that. Is that, is that is, that is the etiquette of these things? Well, scissors, I just think, You've either got to apologise or you've got to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, you either go listen to I've got, I've got to put my hand up and say, like, I'm really, I'm really sorry. Right. I stepped over the mark. I didn't mean it. And then we'll go, right, okay. But, uh, just out of interest, if, if, if you say outside and I come, is, yeah. are we, is then on? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to I mean, get through I, I, the door I, I, we, before you get out the door. We, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm slightly different. We, I had a situation. You get a chance. No, I, I went outside and we did a thing and I was literally like, it was like, I took my jacket off and I was like, are we doing this? Uh, who was this with? Oh, I'm not going to say. But I said, Can't, who was this no, with? I'm not going to tell you. Said, Where was it? No, I'm not going to tell you. Is this said, in a rugby context or a social rugby context? Rugby context. I said, are you so you, took a, you said to a player, we're on. No, this player was writing a lot of checks that he couldn't cash. And he was basically, <laughs> look, I, I, listen, I'm one of these Top gun two. I'm out one of these people. Look, look, a lot of people chop a lot of piss and, and get really steaming. Oh, I'm too. And they get steaming and they say stupid things, right? We've all got that mate who drinks five drinks and turns into a nightmare. I'm not a fighter. I don't think I'm particularly tough. But I wouldn't go around sitting at dinner with you guys going, I'll knock you out, Woody. I'll knock you out, right? We're red-blooded males because eventually he's going to go either a walk off he's going to go no you won't and they go come on then I'm going to go no so joking but I went he's going to knock everyone out I said we well, don't say that we're having a, you know we're having a good time because I'll knock you out I went, well you won't and he goes would you go outside I went yeah fine I'll go outside went outside said do you want to go and he went yeah and I was like okay and then knocked him out and then we just walked back inside <laughs> And, 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 with him and, on the pavement. Well, I waited to make sure he wasn't dead, and then then that was it, you know. But then it was awkward because I walked back was out. It, was it one or was I, it was I it a wrestle? Know, was I one. genuinely don't know who he's talking yeah, about. So I'm interested to hear. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. Why? Because I felt stink. I felt terrible afterwards. I was like, oh, I don't. I'm not really like that kind of person. I don't think I'm tough, by the way, at all. I get beaten up by your grandma. It's fine. But it was just one of those situations that he he called watch call it out, and honestly, it was like this. <laughs> it was like, have we dropped your car keys, mate? It's like literally <laughs> looking under the table and then and then carry on. But it was it was one of those things where like if I'd done that and he called him out, I was like, I'm not gonna fight, I'll be like, sorry, would you I'm I'm out of so order. So it was a slow burn in, in, from New yeah. Zealand. No, so that that had happened and we hadn't really interacted since then. Like and like I say, I think he's a great player and I'd, I've got nothing against him in general. But um there was a terrible article written um which I had kicked off about post World Cup where Mate, after the World Cup, I was interviewed and I was in full Romanian kit. I was like in the Romanian number 10s kit. It didn't fit. Like, it was just like, like we've we fucked this up. We've lost. We haven't achieved what we wanted to achieve. Like, our moment's gone. It we're massively underperformed and we're all gutted. We were just having a beer and doing the right thing. We played that, that Euro, sorry, not Euro, Uruguay, Uruguay, right, game, yeah. Uruguay game. Uruguayan um, game. 
we were doing the right thing. We were swapping shirts. We were trying to make the best of it. it yeah, our campaign was over. It was yeah. like, let's just have a beer, put a brave face on it, face the media, do what we've got to do. Get out. And this is just a bad situation that we can't make worse by cocking up. I've gone to do media. Uh, I fronted up because it was a tough time. And I've been asked loads of questions about the England captaincy. And I flat batted them as best as I could. And I was basically probed and probed and probed. And I said, look, ultimately, if somebody asks me, will you captain England? I will probably say yes, because I'd be mad not to. Now, that's not without reservation. I'd have lots of concerns. There's lots to think about. But ultimately, I think I'm the kind of person that would like would front up if directly asked, will you captain England? But I've not been asked. I'm not bitter about that. I think Chris has done a great job. I'm, I'm his willing lieutenant every opportunity I get. So no issue. But the headline comes out. Yeah. You know, Wood throws his hat in the ring for England captaincy kind of thing. And I was fuming with it. Um, I basically phoned Chris straight away, messaged him, mate, there's a horrible headline. If you read the quotes, you'll see the crux of what was said. Um, mate, we've just got to batten down the hatches a little bit. I'm really sorry. It's, it's a horrible thing to read. Um, but no, I'm not knifing you in the back. Dave Ward, however, reads the headline, doesn't read the article, but comes out on Twitter um, publicly basically saying, if we're friends like that, who needs enemies kind of thing? <laughs> knifing me. Well, not knifing me, but basically calling me out. Uh, I was like, mate, is your phone on? I'll give you a bell. If you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Don't know what you're doing on here. Um, he kept going. I was like, funny, I haven't seen you since... <laughs> since you were under that table in New Zealand kind of thing. And he went back and forward. Then he posted a clip of him stealing the ball off me in the Saints game. And I was just like, look, mate, I've got to assume your account's been hacked at this stage. Like, with, like if I, if you and I was, I was honestly really close to getting in the car and driving down to Guildford or whatever and just having him in front of all of his mates. And it, like, I was fuming. I, like, I don't like social media interactions because they're they're incomplete and they're not nuanced and they're really difficult um but to just have that from somebody that had folded so readily face to face to then like the ultimate twitter troll and he got me he got me bad um and i am sorry for that article because that was not a reflection of what was said and i probably could have been a bit more savvy and not given anything yeah and and but that's what sportsmen do these days because you can't you, you don't want to expose yourself so you just go flat back and the whole the way is a poorer place for and it. it's really boring and yeah. I've always been somebody that will ultimately stand by what I say I speak openly and try to talk to the press and occasionally they go oh we can flip this into an awesome headline and make it really controversial and I've been I've been caught out with that a couple of times and maybe um, maybe I'm hard done by or maybe I shouldn't have said what I said um, because I should have been more savvy or maybe someone should read the actual article and not just the headline <laughs> And then, we, oh, and then we're all good. None of it really matters though, does it? No, it doesn't. But I, I just hated the... Like, throughout my time with England, like, I can't think of anything worse than being accused of, like, knifing your yeah, captain. No, I can see like, that. The, like, Chris Robshaw was... But was, I imagine Robert like, just have taken it exactly the way in which I you... really hope so. I think so. Um, but, um, you know, like, like I'm saying with me and Hask and our relationship at six and seven, like, me and myself and Chris played a lot of games together at six and seven. Yeah. And I've got utmost respect for him as a player and a captain. And to have somebody call me out over social media, but then, you know, not be able to smooth things over, have a proper conversation about it, or clear the air, and basically clear my name because yeah. I didn't want I didn't want that. In but, the... but also, Robbo is a very level-headed guy, and so Chris but... isn't the problem. No, no, uh, no I just, it's the yeah. perception that everyone's got of think... me somehow because perception is nine tenths, and if people think that I'm 
I log ahead with it. Forgotten it. I, compl- I remember it. Now we well, forgot enough to can... fucking bring it up, didn't you? Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say I, only in, in getting ready. Had, yeah. had but I look, like, it, but it's like I've got no grudges, and I, like, I've played against Dave since, and we've sort of nodded and shook hands, and like there's no like major animosity. But like I was unbelievably disappointed with that, and if I'd have, if it had been within arm's length, I'd have I'd have lost it. Have you seen the squad that Eddie Jones has named for Sunday's game? No. Uh, I'd like to lie, but no. I've no idea. So when you said at the start of the show, I'm going to get more into the rugby, yeah. the detail, we're going well, to talk to more rugby the on the show in the new series, 44 shows of rugby. I want to see what the viewers Have you think. seen Eddie Jones' squad that he is no. naming for the I've first the, of the Quilter Internationals? Who is that? Well, I haven't well, he seen it. He's named 33 men. Lewis is in there. Lewis is in there. Discuss. Um, Billy's Where's in Is he going to go? Billy, Wilson. Is uh, Lewis Ludlam going to go to the World Cup? I think he should. I think he might. Yeah. Cole, Kawandiki, Curry, Yules, Ellis Genge, Jamie George, Itoje Cruz, Launchbury, Laws, Ludlam, Marla Sink. Marla! He loves it. We champed it. We, we, do you think we put him back into international rugby? No, I think he, he perfectly played the whole game so he didn't have to do anything and then just rolled He's straight into the World Cup and he pulled he the strings. so much uh, more on it. Who was it pretends. someone else was going to... Oh, you know, because Ashley pulled out, didn't he? Yeah. But Ashley wait until someone gets injured towards the World Cup final and then he'll <laughs> step up and be the rescuer. Go well, Joe. Sinclair, Singleton, Underhill, Vinopola, B, Vinopola, M, Williams, Wilson... Thokkana Singer, Daly, Farrell, Ford, Francis, Hines. Willie Hines could be the, the fourth or fifth oldest England debutant of all time. There's a stat for you. Jonathan Joseph, Joe Marchant, Johnny May, Rory McConaughey, Henry Slade, Manu Tulangi, Anthony Watson, Ben Young. Can't believe there's no Danny Cipriani. Have you spoken to him? I have, yeah. And? I mean, he's obviously not that happy. Um, I think, it, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's probably ever going to take him, maybe. Um, it's the hope that kills you. It's just, I think you know, with all that situation, at some some point maybe someone will come out and say why exactly what it is. I've got my my. Remember opinion. Stephen Donald? Yeah, that's white what, bait fishing. Yeah, drunk, hauled out of the river, stuffed into a kid's shirt, which barely reached his navel. Won a world cup. Yeah, I think I think look, you know, keep I think the faith. That, I think the other guys are. Um, Fantastic! I just think it'd be interesting that, that people have said that we, we haven't really. There was a fitness, some fitness issues, wasn't there? Or when he went away, and were then, there? Well, that's what it said. I don't I know. know. We haven't had a debrief really, but I think uh, I think the most important thing in these situations is kind of not to really detract from the squad. What's been done is done, really. Time for this week's Guinness Perfect Pour. Welcome back to the Guinness Perfect Pour. Our weekly test in 119 and a half seconds, because that's how long it takes to pull the perfect pint. What did you think of the idea that went into the WhatsApp Loved group it. this weekend? Loved it. Really good. I think it's been quite fun, entertaining. Cryptic. Yeah. We'll come back on that. Still right um, Definitely the first show of a 44 run because we haven't actually managed to get it sorted out. But this week, why don't we pick an England 15 to take on Tonga? Tonga! Tonga! We knew that. I've been to Tonga. So do we want to have... pick the team for the first game yeah, or the uh, best team? Okay, who is the best? Who? Oh, so England, right, make, so in the fifth England final. make the quarterfinals. That's right. a hypothetical. Who's your loose head? Marla. Marla. Genuinely? Mako. Mako, sorry. Right, okay. This is for a quarter-final. England made it through. Hooker. James George. Tighthead. Dan uh, Cole. Stinkler. Stinkler. I've actually written Stinkler. Uh, <laughs> your second-row combination, four and five. Courtney. Courtney of four. Oh, you can have Joe Launchbury. You can have Marrow. You can have... Um, go courts and launches. Uh, George Cruz. He's going to go courts and launches. I think... I think that's courts. what I... And launch. Or maybe about Marrow, Courts and Marrow. So you haven't got to, wait, so, well, well yeah, I we think, put Marrow I think at six. Sorry, are we picking what we think it should be or yeah, what we think it will be? What you want it to be. Oh, okay. 
Does that change anything? Mako George, Stinkler, Courtney Launch. <laughs> I can't. So you could have Marrow at I six. Just, I just think they might play Courtney at six. Okay. Okay. So you're putting Marrow into the second row, or are you putting George Cruz into the second row? I think Marrow will start. Yeah, uh, put Marrow in the second Marrow row. in the second yeah. row. So you're putting, putting Courtney at six. Yeah. Seven. Curry. Underhill. Curry. 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 Uh, Billy. Billy. So no. I'd, underhill. Like, I'd like to see Ludd's from a biased yeah, okay. bi- bi- point of view, but like I think they're Nine. more likely to go with Curry. Youngs. Yeah. Ten. Faz. Or Ford. That's what I'm thinking. Are you? Well, I mean, what do I this know? This is your team. Be? You are in charge of England's selection. I'd go Faz. Faz, all right. Uh, we'll come back to 11, 14, 15. Who are your centre combination? Tio and Manu. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not but going subtle. Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Manu and Slade, maybe? Yeah, maybe Manu and Slade. Yeah, no, maybe. I need names. All right, fuck. You know, Woody's the guest. Yes. Well, I don't know, really. I don't know anything about backs. So I just... <laughs> All I know is that they don't do anything that we do. They have a time of life. They get paid more and they get, don't get Daily paid Daily at 15. Yeah. The wingers are? Johnny May. Johnny Jack May. Noel. Really? No fucking a singer? It's a big call, but I, I'm, I'm biased because I've played alongside... I haven't played alongside Joe. We'll put, we'll put, I've played um, alongside the other two and I like Smoking them. Joe on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I rate them too. So are you going Tio and Mano? Are you going Tio and Slade? Are you going Mano and Slade? I, listen, I personally, I love Slade. Uh, if I was going to create a team, I'd just have me- mental Slades. units. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'd have. <laughs> You'd go big. I'd have. I'd have Mako. Would have Mako. Uh, Sorry, this is this is the idea of the game that you create the. Yeah, fine. Team. I'm just saying. I would have Tio and Manu and Jack okay. Noel. And I, 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 I might. I love Jack Noel. He's unbelievable. I put might put Cockinson just. I like his side hair as well. Yeah, he Robbie off. Williams, he 1996. Really and also, I'm gutted that he's got away with that Red Bull thing. Because for years I wanted to do something similar to that, and he's got away with that Red Red Bull sponsorship scrum cap. What does that tell you about him? What it's clever and savvy. Yeah, that was the Guinness Perfect Pool. Perfection in every way. I'm sure you'll agree. It says here that that's it for this week. Good to, to be back? Question mark. <laughs> if I'm not back next week, it's fine. <laughs> I, I I literally feel we've only scratched the surface of where we could go with Tom Wood. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. Will you come back for another one? I'm sure I could manage it. Good. Has to give me a lift down this Thank, time. Are you taking him back home? Yeah, yeah. Good. In the roller. Stop oh, it. Yeah. Should have brought the uni mug down. Yeah, they've lent me a ro- I've got a roller for Who's a Who's lent you a roller? Rolls Royce. Got a Rolls Royce ghost at the moment. Is that because you're a I'll bring, I'll bring the ear defenders and everything. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll go back Wait, in the uni mug next time. The uni mug, ear defenders, mask, Respirator. The, <laughs> the petrol smell, the diesel. <laughs> now we're going back in luxury. I mean, as brand affinities go, you with Rolls Royce. Royals. Don't Roy- fit, does it? That's, that's yeah, 100% does fit. It was better when you were JCB. I was much oh, I still like JCB, but, you know. I was a much better, bigger fan of the JCB. Yeah. yeah. But Jack's roller, left. Jack's left the building. Jack's, Jack's just like, please, right. please stop. Wrap it then. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening to House of Rugby. It is very nice to be back up. We have genuinely got a very exciting 40, 44 shows, four shows to come. Left. Um, Thanks, everyone. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks Oi, for coming, Tom. Uh, Wood by name. Instagram. Wood by name. Wood by name. Give him a follow. Yeah, give him a follow. Get your orders in. See some projects. We are a YouTube show, remarkably. We're also a podcast. Don't forget to download and watch our boxing show, TKO with Carl Frampton. Get well soon, Carl. And to subscribe to Liquid Football with Kelly Cates. They, I think they've got a better name. Liquid Football. We've probably got a better set, better everything. Just wrap it up. We've got, we've got screen, yeah, okay, we need to go. Uh, that show launches tomorrow. So. Do get stuck in. <laughs> Thank you to Hask. Thank you to Tom Wood. See you next week. Have a good one in the meantime. You've been listening to the House of Rugby on Joe. Together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. 
Visit drinkaware.co.uk for the facts.